Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Breath Hub. Take a deep breath. Deep conversations are starting. Hello from another episode of Deep Conversations by Breath Hub. I'm with Charlene. Charlene, Charlene, we were speaking about that. I like the Charlene. Thank you very <laughs> much, certainly, but either way is very beautiful. Yeah. Thank what you. What does Charlene mean? Oh, that's a good question. And I don't have the answer to it. Okay. Good. Yeah, good. Good one. Welcome, Charlene. Thank you very First much. First of all, yeah, I would love to uh, explore about your journey on breathwork mm-hmm. and, you know, holistic world. And yeah, I would love to learn when you started on this path mm. and how it's been going on. And thank yeah, you. Just leave it up to you. Sure. Okay. So I would say actual training and starting with breath work um, really began during the pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, prior to that, I had been doing mindfulness and yoga since 1995. Mm -hmm. So it's not like pranayama and mindfulness and conscious breathing was, uh, wasn't something that I was doing on a regular basis, but kind of the concept of bringing breath work into my practice, bringing Mm -hmm. breath work into the work with my clients really started at the beginning of the pandemic uh, when I was, yeah. And is this a pandemic book? Um, So I, let's see, kind of, but I I was uh, offered to write the book and then sign the contract in September of 2019. Okay. So pre-pandemic. Right time. (laughs) Yes. I was doing the second rewrite editing of it right as we were entering into the pandemic at the beginning of March 2020. And before that, it was all about mindfulness and meditation and what was the practice? A lot of very Mm -hmm. body-based meditations. Really the idea that a lot of the work that I do is helping people get out of their head and into yeah. their bodies. Yeah. Like ground. I can see that in your posture. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? Where we spend so much time from the neck up and that the yeah. intellect takes so much so much primacy and yeah. we're really taught that, that, yeah, our strength and our wisdom is really all about our cognitive abilities. Yeah. But that's only a, a part of the story, yeah. of course, right? Yeah. And then when we can get into our bodies, it actually not only calms our nervous systems, but it calms our minds. So we don't have that incessant overthinking. Yeah. So our minds and our thoughts are able to be uh, more efficient and effective yeah. and focused. What we were actually talking with Brenda, my guest in the episode before this one, uh, we were talking about the fact that like many people, you know, work on their minds and they do a lot of coaching and transformational mind methods, using methods. But it's kind of like whatever you do with the mind, even though you got it and you're fully enlightened in the mind, if you don't ground that energy, nothing changes in your life. So that's basically mm. what I myself with my, you know, 25 years of experience would love people to understand. That's why breathing, breath work, connecting with your body is so important because, okay, you know, you can get it in the mind 
and you can figure things out in the mind. You can have a clear vision, clear mission, and very clear mindset. But unless you ground it into your system, it's not going to reflect in your relationships, in mm -hmm. your business, in your life. So it's kind of like our body is the tool to reflect what we have in the mind. It's rather than, I mean, yeah, of course, it calms down the mind because I think, I mean, the, I mean, the whole mission of this body the whole goal of this body is actually reflecting that energy mm -hmm. so if it doesn't if it doesn't if that energy if the energy in my mind or the consciousness in my mind doesn't get reflected into my body that's why we get stuck in the mind it's like that's why people are you know but when it does get expressed through the body mm -hmm. it's kind of like the body and the mind is like Ah, <sighs> you know, this was the goal after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that you, as, and as you were sharing that, my body, I was having a visceral response in my body, right, of the bubbly effervescence of excitement around that knowing. Yeah. And I speak of it a little bit in my book, but just kind of the concept and idea. Yeah, this of... is the book, Burn Bright. <laughs> I love the cover, by the way. It's thank beautiful. you, thank you. Yeah, the art department at, at my Say publishing. goodbye to burnout. Mm -hmm. and reignite your spark to burn bright beautiful heal yourself from burnout and live with presence purpose peace yeah and for that to happen it's like going out of your mind and you know connecting with your physical body and your breath mm -hmm. I think absolutely i mean yeah. that that's the thing it's i didn't even necessarily realize how much breath work i offered my clients until i put the name to it of oh breath work mm, yeah. <laughs> makes sense and it's very much the uh, the connector, right? The bridge between between the mind mind and the body. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like grounding the whole energy, grounding the whole whatever. And yeah, and I've been recently talking about this a lot. Uh, so that's kind of like I think that's the mission to, to you know talk about. And how about how about your own journey? Like, how did you start with all these practices? And mm. where were you? Like, what's your back? Uh, ground and what's your story what's your original story <laughs> I'm like oh where do we begin <laughs> yeah. but let's see I will I'll give a short long version yeah. and go from there so as I was saying I stepped into my first yoga class in 1995 it was mm -hmm. out in Oregon I was camping for the summer with my brother I was 19 years old 18 19 yeah I think 18 or 19, yeah. and I was quite depressed, had really low self-esteem, and life was just felt like such a drag, such a chore. And the reason that I stepped into a yoga class was, I mean, perhaps ultimately my inner healer telling me my, in, my intuition, etc. But at the time, since we were camping, he was windsurfing all day, I was doing a little bit of hiking, and I was like, I really want something to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we have similar stories. So oh, okay. Wonderful. Sweet. Wonderful. Yeah. Like the whole depression and uh, don't knowing yeah. what to do. Yeah. I can connect with that. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, yes, I started going to yoga classes and I went pretty much every day, uh, the whole, the whole two months, two and a half months that I was there. And then after that, I continued with yoga when I moved back to Massachusetts. It became a very rich practice for me, mm -hmm. which again, it took some time. I didn't realize how, how important it was and integrative it was for my, for my mental, for my mental health. Mm -hmm. So I moved from Massachusetts after leaving college 
to bigger mountains and more snow because I was like, okay, I don't know what I love to do. Like there wasn't any passion inside of me, right? Like the depression really, really had took a hold of me, but I knew that I loved to ski and snowboard. So I was like, okay, bigger mountains, more snow, where are they? And certainly moving west. So I went to Colorado for a little while mm-hmm. and then landed in California where I ended up living for 16 years. Mm-hmm. And met a wonderful therapist and just through through yoga, through through breathwork, through pranayama, through mindfulness practices, um, talk therapy, as well as skiing and downhill mountain biking, mm. I was spending a lot of time integrating healing through my body. Yeah, the mind and the body, like integrating the mind and the body well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So in some ways, I was like skiing and snowboarding were, were my therapy every single day out there, just using my body, spending less time in my head, less time in the unhelpful thoughts, and more really getting to know myself, getting to know, I'll just leave it at that, getting through to know myself yeah, through, through the body. Through the body. Through yeah, the body. Through the body. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And then when I got to a point of where it felt like a, a higher quality of living, I was like, you know, I felt like I started to feel like I'm ready, ready to help others or, you know, um, help start, you know, giving back, so to speak. So in this journey, where was that aha moment of, you know, like, yeah, this is it. This is like, this is where my life is heading. Mm. This is what I want. I think that that's such a challenging question because it's 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 sort of like which pivot point which part of what i want which part of where is my life direction okay going let's, let's hear that kind yeah, of a yeah. thing um so i don't have necessarily one one particular one but i will share with you when i started to notice that i was feeling mentally well mm. i mean i certainly had been transitioning out of depression for quite a few years and so i was able to notice that kind of allowing and this is without prescriptive medicine of any kind nothing it's like you're one of those you know individuals who told to herself probably like i did many years ago like i'm going to change the state myself i don't want any prescriptive medicine i don't want to go to a doctor psychiatrist like i became like this because of a thought or because of what I'm doing on the psychological level. And I'm the only one who's going to change that. Was that your story as well? Not quite, but close. Yeah, yeah close. close. Okay. I think I was like 20 or so, and my parents were really worried about me. Um, if I'm remembering the story right, they really were like, perhaps medication would help you. Mm. And so at that point, I was very, it was like I was stuck in this hazy phase darkness. Mm. And so I thought, okay, maybe, maybe it would. Yeah. So I was prescribed Zoloft. Mm-hmm. I went on it for about six months. Mm-hmm. And what it did for me was it kind of, it just made everything flat. So I wasn't really mm-hmm. depressed anymore, but I didn't have those moments of joy or deeper connection mm-hmm. with people. It just subdued everything. Like numbness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's and so what I, they do. Huh? So I knew... Yeah. I knew that this was, well, even before I knew it wasn't a long-term solution or it felt yeah, like it wasn't yeah. going to be a long-term solution. So I definitely knew, well, I don't want to be living, <laughs> now I don't want to, like definitely don't want to live like this forever yeah. kind of a yeah. thing, right? But what it did was it lifted me out of that dark depth, the depth, mm. the depths, so to speak, yeah. to be able to sort of see the light at, at a slight distance. And yeah. that that was really what, what it did for me in those six months that I was on it. And then I went yeah. off and I've definitely never never wow. questioned being Brilliant. back on it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of like inside those, because I think, I think the reason for all those dark, dark emotions, dark feelings. If there's you know anyone who's feeling like that right now, because we have, like I said, the same, almost the same story. I was there as well, like mm. very dark, and I mean, mainly my life was feeling. I mean, I was feeling like meaningless and hopeless and yeah. unhappy and didn't want to do anything didn't want to know what I would do. So it's basically, I think the reason behind that is like not finding your purpose, not finding mm-hmm. what you want, not finding your mean or meaning, like because yeah. we are not, I think, centered enough. Like I, there was this hole inside of me. I talk about this the whole time in my own mm-hmm. trainings, like a hole, you know, a gap in me that wouldn't be fulfilled until I found the purpose and the meaning of my mm-hmm. life, the mean kind of like the center point and the mean. And uh, and yeah, if there is anybody listening to us or watching uh, to us right now, watching us right now, who has the same problem, mm. like that depressed problem, I think those ups and downs, emotions, and when you go deep, you know, there, it's like you either need a very strong tool to mm-hmm. center yourself, which for me was breath work. Mm-hmm. And maybe like prescriptive medicine can also help for a short period of time mm-hmm. to just you know, calm down so that you can center yourself easier because yeah. it's not easy to center ourselves when we're inside those emotional states, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's too much. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, as you were talking right at the end there, it reminded me of, of a pivotal moment and pivotal point. It was a couple years after I had gone off the medication. I hadn't yet met the therapist that would ultimately help me change my life. And I realized, okay, I have a choice. Mm. I can either, I mean, not that it's so black and white, but to some degree, especially at that point, it, it, it was. I could either continue living each day like it was a chore, like I was doing the proverbial dishes day in and day out, because that's <laughs> really what life felt like that? for me. Although some people Regular. love doing dishes, but yeah. that's not the point. I, that's I not it. my yeah. thing. <laughs> or... I can figure, or I can choose, figure out how to get well. Mm. And it was that day and that moment and that realization of, okay, I'm going to get well. I didn't know what it felt like. I didn't know what the steps were to get there, but I had made that commitment to myself. My inner healer heard it and it was just, that's where we're going. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's, that's a, that's a great system. That's a great way to put it. And I still know there might be some people who can't do that as well because that's like, that's your strength. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can see that in your energy, like mm. decision and making the decision, you know, to go there. And I think whatever you experienced, you know, deep there, I think helped you make this decision. And sometimes people think, like when I talk about my story, like how depressed I was and how, you know, although my life was okay, you know, how bad I was feeling. People think it's a bad thing, but I think it's a good thing because if you can't, you can't go there like deep, 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 then you can't, it's kind of like you can't have that power to decide. It's like mm-hmm. that depth gives us the power to decide. It gives us the power to, you know, okay, I'm going to be out of this now. You know, I've had enough. Yeah. And for us to feel that, we need to go deep there, you know. Absolutely. And I think meditation and mindfulness and all those practices also help. But I think breathing is a tool. Mm -hmm. Like with breath work, 
with breathing, taking deep breaths in, we really connect with the depths of our being. And I think that's like the power that can change us. Yes, yes. I absolutely agree with you on that one, for sure. I think it has it has the ability to shift things really quickly, right? It helps us, it transitions us out of our prefrontal cortex, out of that, you know, that rational thinking part of our brain and allows us to really go deep into those places that we may not look at, the places that we are very good at hiding and avoiding and protecting ourselves from. But the breath allows it, allows it to come out. Yeah. How was your experience with breath work? Like when was the first time you really like tried really, really deep? Yeah, I was just thinking about that actually as the as you were sharing the the last yeah. piece of what what you were sharing. So it was um, on an IG live with Erin Telford, who okay. many of you may know of her work because she's she's quite incredible, yeah. and um, and I had heard about her before. I'd been following her for years, but it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was in my one bedroom New York City apartment, you know, self isolating. And I, I just, right, like all of us, we just feeling, not all of us necessarily, can't speak for everyone, yeah, but most of us. tightness, fear, yeah. yes, closed off, really my own fear, but also the collective consciousness of New York City at, at yeah, that time. Yeah, it was kind of like the, in the first beginning, it was kind of like such a huge shock. People were like, yeah. ah, you know, that was that, there was that energy. Yeah. That, yeah. I felt it when we were in London as well, like the first lockdown, and we would see people on the street and they were like ghosts and they were like, you know, <laughs> what's going on here? It absolutely, absolutely. And of course, it went from the streets being busy and cars and everything going on, right, to nobody. And then the people that when you would go outside, usually, and for me, I was just going to get groceries every two weeks. And for the first month and a half. And and yeah, seeing people, it was. It was like everyone was more or less walking around like ghosts. So Shocked. lots of energy to be moving through. Yeah. And and uh, so Erin Telford started offering an IG live breath work every Thursday. Mm. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna join that. And I did my first one through the IG Live, had my headphones on, was laying down, just just ready, ready, ready. <laughs> and it was a such a beautiful experience. My my body was buzzing, my my arms were getting, you know, tight, not fully tetany, but but tight. Yeah. And personally I just loved that feeling. I was like, yes, yes, yeah. bring it, bring, bring it. it. <laughs> yeah, I know that. She was speaking about fear and allowing yourself to be with the fear and I felt a tremendous amount of fear come up and I allowed myself to be with it and it you know it, and then it and then it receded and it was so it was an incredibly healing opportunity to be with so much fear yeah and allow it to be there and then move through me yeah and then I believe it was the second Thursday of the IG lives where it was as if my heart just cracked open. Wow. This layer of tightness, this subtle but pervasive Mm. that had been there for I don't know how long, seemed to have just cracked open and and released and was gone. Yeah, I think the the 
beauty of breath work is once you especially like start practicing it every day we don't even need kind of like an hour of breath work if you just go ahead and practice like 15 minutes 20 minutes of breath work every day it eventually like even without you noticing noticing and knowing about it it eventually transforms all those limits and shut down and it's just amazing i mean yeah it's just yeah. you know how how yeah. can that do that it's like i mean like gives you the flexibility and the joy and the yeah and and because you said fear um i think in the 21st century we're so conditioned on you know having courage and you know being happy the whole time being high the whole time it's like i think we miss the beauty of fear mm-hmm. because you were speaking about fear as if it was a you know very nice thing and it is in my <laughs> own experience as well but people who are listening to us right now who are more like coming from that conditioned background and we too were as well many years yes. ago yeah uh, are probably like what fear and you enjoyed it like and and that's my my in my own journey as well mm-hmm. like the the most the deepest transformation the d- deepest transformation moments in my life have been in fear like yeah. in deep fear like through breath work when you know through my yoga practice i remember one time in my yoga practice when i don't know what posture i was doing but i i something triggered got mm. triggered and i sat down and started crying in fear that's mm. when, probably like 25 26 years ago mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, it was like crazy and then another one during a breath work session where i was trembling my whole body was trembling but i was enjoying it because it was real you know it's kind yeah. of like through fear you get back into your roots and you're like yeah I'm alive, you know? Yeah. And right now, I don't even understand why people are so conditioned about fear and why are we running away from fear in the first place? Mm-hmm. Because it's such an amazing tool to ground us and also to connect us with life, you know? It's like those feelings of fear and sadness and that depth, like mm. even stress. Like those are like emotions that connect us with life. That yeah that's the juice of life you know mm-hmm. uh, and yeah and i think that's why i mean as i'm talking right now that's why i love seeing people practice breath work every day and go into those emotions because we bring them back to life i think breath work brings people back to life as simple as that Oof, i love that yeah absolutely absolutely as you were sharing all of that i was like oh my goodness there's so many different directions that we could that we could yeah. take this conversation yeah. Like bringing back to life yeah yeah fire. and i think it's interesting and an important thing to to be able to talk about here is we are conditioned like you were saying to be courageous to be happy <laughs> but truly the underlying conditioning is fear-based control yeah right so we're taught the surfacey pieces of just be happy be courageous but then there's this undercurrent conditioning by the media, by just in practically in all different ways, that's very much a fear and control agenda. Yeah. And so when we don't face that fear that's bubbling up in the subconscious, and we're just like, all right, we're courageous, we're courageous, we're courageous. We're just pushing, pushing, pushing down the fear. We're pushing down the sadness. We're pushing down the pain. And that's a lot of why, especially right now in the pandemic, 
we're starting to see more mental health issues come to light because people can't push that down anymore. Yeah, it's just too much. It's out. And and once yeah. you stop, that's also like the, I think, the brilliant formula uh, behind meditation and breath work together. It's like once you let go, once you just stop and sit there, it's like it's all out. You, mm-hmm. know? you can't push it. You can't suppress it anymore. And yeah, and, and the reason behind all this sup- suppression is it's kind of like people do think. I look at the young generation and I see that coming as well. Like the young generation do think if they are also conditioned, like when I am in fear or when I'm sad or when I'm negative, something is yeah. wrong with me. No, it's right. just part of life. You know, it, you need to, I mean, you need, we need to understand that. It's like being sad. It's okay. You know, we are humans, you know, absolutely angry or stressed. There's nothing wrong. I mean, if there is something, it, it's like, if there's something wrong with you being angry, then there's something wrong with me being angry and you being angry and millions of people <laughs> living in the world, then there's something wrong with all of us. That, that's just us. You know, mm-hmm. that there's no, not something wrong. This is just what it means to be human. I think once we can Absolutely. understand that, and I think breathwork will support individuals to get that, like connect with the beauty of all emotions. And I think body work and breathwork, you know, helps us connect with all kinds of emotions, mm-hmm. like yoga, yeah. you know, vinyasa, all, you know, dance, body movement, breathing. It's like... You connect with all those emotions and you see it's all okay. Absolutely, right? Permission to feel all your feelings. Permission to be human. Yeah. And I would like to kind of flip the script a little bit on courage and suggest that feeling your fear, going to the depths, allowing yourself to be in those those places, self-inquiry, all of that stuff is the most courageous thing that you can ever do. Yeah, yeah, we agree. I think anybody on breathwork meditation, you know, self-mastery path would say the same mm-hmm. thing, yeah, fully mm-hmm. on the same page. So I'm gonna ask you one question. Uh, what, what has been the most crazy experience for you? It can be for you, you know, for your you know, students or people you're supporting mm-hmm. or in your own journey, what was the, most crazy experience you ever had as far as breath work yeah breath work movement body movement teaching and experiencing Mm, yeah honestly the story that i just shared about my heart cracking open was was right up there with the most incredibly intense experience like in the moment transformations Mm. that that i've ever had I tend to be someone, like some people I think have more often, you know, in breathwork practices, more of these big moment type yeah. of type of transformations. I tend to be someone that transforms more slowly over time. Yeah. <laughs> and what I've noticed is that seems to be how my my students, my clients also are. are as well. And I was speaking with Erin Telford about this at one point. We did a Q&A. And she had shared, and this is her opinion, and, it, and it, I would say it 
it resonates. I don't know if this is an absolute 100% certainty, right? But so for her, she does tend to, she spoke of, you know, kind of those more intense moments. Mm. And so many of her students have those kind of moments. She suggested because of my energy and space that I hold, that it can offer a different type of a healing journey that perhaps is less, oh my goodness, wow, and more of a slow healing. Gradually, Mm -hmm. deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I realize also in my journey, like we bring our own transformation journey to people. Mm -hmm. And mine was like one session made it all. Like my first and only breathwork session Mm -hmm. It changed it, it changed everything. My breath totally, you know, integrated, you know, transformed, opened up, whatever. It just happened in an hour breathwork session. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy. And that's why my journey have been like one session, that's all, you know. <laughs> and people have been telling me that. Like we had Brenda and she told me like we ha- I had a mo- one session with you and then life changed and transformed. It's mm. very interesting that we have different ways of, yeah, uh, helping people, supporting people with our own journey and experience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So as someone who's been on the path to self-mastery or, you know, mm-hmm. connection with herself, centering mm. with herself, what would be the one thing you mm-hmm. would like humans to understand? Mm. What would be the one thing you would like humanity to get, like, you know, so I think it's the idea, and more, more and more people are waking up to this idea, that there's only one person that knows what's right for you, and that's you. Yeah. Yes, outside resources, supports, we're learning as we, as we go and we grow, but ultimately it's about retuning back into ourselves and saying, okay, how do I feel about this? What do I think about this? What is the right decision for me? So listening to your inner voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just leaving the outer voices behind. Yeah. I think it's the biggest challenge of humanity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's no way that the outer hasn't hasn't affected our our inner. So it's really, it's a discernment process. It's a learning how to really say, okay, yeah, what is my voice? What am I? I thinking what am I feeling right now so what do you think brings people there because it's it's not it's not easy Mm-mm. it's like especially for an ordinary individual who wasn't taught you know yoga meditation or whatever um, I mean what do you think brings people there like really having the capability of hearing their own voice mm. like or what does it take for us to get there yeah. Well, I think there's no absolute one, one yeah. right route, so to speak. Um, but all of the awareness practices, the self-inquiry type practices, the more time that we spend with ourselves, the more time we spend nurturing ourselves, the more time, yeah, we practice saying, yeah, what do I think? What do I feel? And then certainly noticing those other sides that, we're, that we see as negative or that, you know, that are seen as negative yeah. going, oh, interesting. That was a really mean thing that I said to myself. Okay. And allowing without yeah. judgment, allowing it to be there. Not judging ourselves is, of course, one of the, the trickiest pieces. Being able to say, oh, wow, interesting. I just said a really mean thing to myself. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
just yeah. yeah just staying with yourself and i think what you said is also very important uh, taking time to just be with ourselves mm. you know not yeah. not falling in the trap of you know running and running and running like these hamsters i i used to think of myself when i look back when i was in my 20s I used to think of myself like like a hamster, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. They run and run and run and and you don't you don't even know where you're going. So just leaving that, you know. And because first of all, understanding that we are conditioned. First of all, you know, mm-hmm. we are conditioned in this lifetime, 21st century. Do this, do that, buy that, go there, see this, you know, travel there, and you know, like mm-hmm. just taking the decision to stop. And having moments in our life to just, mm. you know, sit with ourselves, you know, and that's basic meditation, but also, like you said, self-inquiry, like, what do I think? And and then as time goes on, it, mm-hmm. yeah, the inner voice becomes louder than the outer voice. And in my own experience, breath work is one of those tools which fastens that process amazingly. Like, it's just the fast route you know every day breath work 10 minutes 15 minutes it's like because with every breathing conscious breathing you start connect i mean breath work is kind of like the bridge for anybody who hasn't done breath work before like go ahead and try it for (laughs) sure i mean download breath up and go and start practicing breath work every day so it's kind of like a bridge uh, from the, the bridge which just leads you out from the world into your being absolutely you know it's kind of like boom absolutely absolutely and as we were discussing earlier right getting out of the thoughts that we've been conditioned with and getting into our bodies yeah Yeah. and yes our bodies are also conditioned because they they are it's a feedback loop the nervous system and the and the mind connects but when we can allow our mind to go our our brain our thoughts to go offline and spend more time in our bodies that's really where we're connecting more and more and more to our true, truer selves. Yeah, I'm laughing at myself because it's kind of like what I realize is it's like breath is the only thing you can't condition. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, yeah, you can you can have a conditioned mind, you can have a conditioned body. It's like it can get conditioned out of order, but breath, you can't do anything about it. It's mm-hmm. like you can't change it, you can't condition it. It's just pure as life. It's just there. So that's why when we connect with our breath, all kinds of amazing stuff start happening because it doesn't have the conditioning we do. It brings us back to spirit and back to life itself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the purest form of life. I think we're we're actually once we you know once we start practicing breath work every day, I think we're going back to our childhood, like when we were like babies. Like you can even get back to purity. Mm-hmm. on that level like we can be as pure as we were when we were babies yeah it's just amazing to watch that you know in people's you know journeys and <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely and related to that i would say an aspect of the breath work right when we're connecting to it and feeling the sensations especially after the active breath has happened and then the integration phase comes yeah. in there's there's no conditioning that's happening that is moving that energy through our bodies it's like it's like magic it's beyond human and 
you can't control it. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would be the last thing you would like to say to our listeners and people who are watching <laughs> us in YouTube? So many possible things. So many possible things. Uh, so I actually want to speak on the idea of the hamster wheel and or steamrolling through your day because it so resonates with me with my clients because a lot of my clients that I work with are in New York City, not everyone, but New York City, but also in other areas. Many of them are professionals and really I'm helping them, yeah, get out of burnout. Yeah. And a big piece of burnout is happening. It's created and perpetuated by steamrolling through your day, not even having... Any, any moment to, to check in with yourself. Sometimes people forget to use the bathroom or eat lunch or drink water, any level of self-care that, that might seem minor, but ultimately it's major when you start paying attention to your day, to yourself during your day. And then the hamster wheel piece, right? There's the steamrolling metaphor and then there's a hamster wheel metaphor of at the end of the day, getting off that hamster wheel. Whether it's yeah. at home closing your laptop and making a cup of tea or walking around the block or whatever it is, but having something to delineate between your work life and the other aspects of life, really going, okay, I'm getting off the hamster wheel. And <sighs> Precisely. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So this book is about that exactly that yes yes yeah. abs absolutely it's it's six chapters of really tuning and helping people tune into their bodies their minds their feelings their values so what's important to them and really creating a lifestyle with small shifts that create major change mm -hmm. and again very much getting in your body connecting yeah. with your breath <sighs> <sighs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. This thank was you very so special, much. beautiful. And thank you for listening and watching us. I will see you in the next episode. And don't forget to download Breath Hub if you haven't yet done it. Start breath work right now. It's very easy on your phone. Just do it every day. It's going to change your life. And I will have my next guest very soon in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, crazy stuff. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.